You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Welcome to Over and Under. I'm your host, Ed Henderson, and thank you so much for streaming the podcast. Today is May 6, 2022. It looks like an overcast day. Rain is imminent. Thought it'd be a good time to sit down and try to get this out. If you never join me on a Friday, we call it Rambling Friday. Friday Ramblers call it whatever you want. It's just where I talk about some of the things that have happened in the week. I'm not responsible for these news stories, did not develop them, and I try to just kind of give you my thoughts as how it affected me. So before I get into today's topic, I'd like to talk about things that I think you're going to probably feel are unrelated, at least initially. But stay with me. You're always so kind to do so. So if you'll indulge me one more time. So a feeling that I'd want to share with you that has really concerned me greatly all throughout my life. Sometimes they were theatric productions. Sometimes they were real life incidents. But where you have that scene in cowboys, and I love cowboy shows when I was growing up, but you know, you seem to always have that one show where the sheriff is protecting a stranger, sometimes more, or somebody within the community that supposedly has committed a crime. And the town has already decided that they're guilty and they just need to get a hanging out of the way. And then you have that poor sheriff who is standing up between people who sometimes are friends, people that he's grown up with, and then he's put in the situation of having to protect a stranger. You see, that that sheriff understands that there is a constitution, that that person has a right to due process, and that crowd does not respect that one bit, to the point to where the sheriff may even be a good friend. They'll go ahead and start threatening his life and say, you know, hey, Jim, you better step out of the way. You know we got to do what we got to do. And then that Marshall Dillon or that Marshall Dillon character would say, well, Bill, you do what you got to do because, you know, I got to do what I got to do. And so I always uh, it always bothered me that people take it upon themselves to pick up their their torches and their their signs, their vitriol and their violence and try to circumvent a system that is in place to try to keep us all safe. So. I guess everybody gets to that boiling point where they don't like the kind of government that they live in. And maybe that's what is going on with our country right now, where people just say, you know, we're just going to burn it to the ground. But I would ask that you give a second thought to that. And then there is probably two examples of that that are just it's it's hard for me to talk about. I almost get emotional about it. But if you pull up images of lynchings in the United States, and predominantly of blacks. It's disturbing. It is so It is so incredibly disturbing. And please don't take what I'm getting ready to say out of context. That poor individual that is hanging from that tree, he's been released of any pain and suffering of this world. And if he knew Jesus Christ as his Savior, he's in a much better place. What kills me is all those people that are standing around his body. Some people just look like they have this righteous, righteous attitude, like they just served up victory, like they, they're justified. Some people are laughing. Some people are smirking. Some people I can't quite read what their what their emotions are, and I'm and I'm just thinking to myself, oh my God, 
what if somehow or another they they re-embrace their humanity if they were ever if they if they ever had a sense of humanity how devastating would that be to 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 realize that you took part in that i want so bad to think because i searched the i searched the faces of these people around this black man hanging from a rope and i'm looking for just a set of eyes just some type of body language that 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 there's some shame that there's I just want to believe that I don't I, I wish I could have done something to stop this, but I'm not seeing that. And so I have to tell myself that the people who are not pictured in that photograph tried to do something, did not agree with it. I don't say whatever you want to. The mobs are scary. They're scary. They will keep good men from standing up. They will keep justice from being served in regardless of if that person was guilty. And unfortunately, so often these people would find out that they didn't have the right person. Well, oh well, oh well, enough on that. And then there is the, uh, the story of the Nazis and the Jews. To look at Nazi Germany and look at families walking around, going about their daily lives, doing their shopping, going to churches, gathering their families up for dinner. You know, you've got to, in your mind, think, that there's probably some high-ranking Nazi official interacting with his family like this, that uh, there's an SS officer who just separated a family that probably looked very much like his, mother from child, child, child from mother, father, and walked them to a gas chamber or just walked them over to a ditch and lined them up and put a bullet in the back of their head. And that man goes home. He... Uh, takes his hat off wife says how was it a busy day today hon and uh, they sit down they go about eating and well how do you do that the man sits down and goes about his life and I just want to puke so how do you get there how are you able to do that it's got to be along the lines of a serial killer somehow but even that doesn't because you're like a sociopath right where you have no feelings but these people do have feelings you take them away from the accused criminal, the, the racist, bigoted attitude, um, the, the genocide of getting the Jews off the earth. The only thing I can tell you that I can come up with is that those people who seemingly are normal otherwise have somehow made that person, that object, just that an object that is not a human being, that is not a person, it has no personhood, therefore, I do not have to recognize it and give it the respect and the dignity of being a human being. With that being said, that brings me into what I want to talk to you about today, and that is abortion. So, again, in, in the era of civility, please understand I'm just sharing my thoughts on it. And no, I have never had to deal directly with an abortion, indirectly, which or with people around me, I will leave that to their privacy. I will not share those stories with you. And I, I will tell you this, I have yet to make, meet a woman who did not regret it. I can tell you this about myself, and I think this is uh, being about as honest as I can without ever having to experience or be a part of that decision. And what I mean by that, I know that is a woman's body. What I mean by that is if I had a girlfriend or my wife decided that 
where we decided that it just was not a good time. It would not have been a good time when I was 15 or 16 years old. And to sit here and tell you that I would not have entertained the thought of an abortion, I, I think that I would. I think that I would because that would be not an easy decision. But when you're putting things on a scale, as far as my life and my concerns and my endeavors and my pursuits, uh, there at that age, it would be no way for me to see where having a child would benefit me. It would be quite a drag. I'd like to sit here and tell you that I bite the bullet. Go ahead and marry and do it. I do have a story of a very good friend who, at 16 years old, impregnated his wife. And they uh, they married. They had the child. The families were very supportive. And today, he's done very well for himself and has four or five grandchildren. They were faced with that decision of whether to have an abortion or not. I'd like to think that I would have been that brave. I think between my Christian upbringing, you know, all the talk about God knowing the the child in the womb, knitting their, their parts together and, and, and knowing them has played a very big part in me being against abortions. I also had a job where I have seen miscarriages that were prior to 20 weeks, and I cannot not see what I saw. I think that would make a difference a lot of time to anybody anticipating getting an abortion if they could truly see that this is a person. I mean, when you, if you've ever seen pictures of an abortion where you see the the child beheaded, delimbed, or whatever, I mean, you just can't escape it. That same size child that I, <clears throat> you see in abortion sometimes, I've actually seen a mother holding that child and loving it after it was miscarried. I, I don't know how an ardent supporter of abortion that you are, but I'd like, I, I would be interested to see if you could walk up to that woman and tell her not to cry. That's not a child. On top of that, it gets even a little bit more complicated because throughout our history, we've always recognized if a woman was killed in a drunk driving accident or was a victim of a violent crime, if she was pregnant, that criminal would be charged with not only her murder, but if that child was injured or killed also, because sometimes the mother is hurt so bad that she's brain dead, and I guess you could almost say she's legally dead, and they keep life support going until they deliver the child. So that's interesting, too, on a legal thing. Not, and I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an expert. I told you this Ramblin' Fridays. I'm just sharing opinions with you. But there you've got a woman who no longer can make a decision for herself. She's brain dead. They're keeping her alive to deliver the child. So now that whole thing about my body and is the infant separate from the mother, you got to at least admit, if you don't agree with me, that that child has its own personhood, it gets, it gets gray, right? I mean, up if you look at countries all over the world, many of them in their constitutions have laws protecting the unborn. And this is kind of interesting because of all the migration that's taking part in the United States, illegal immigration, if you will, the, the people just flooding over our borders. But some of the countries who have strong anti-abortion laws and have it in their constitution are the Dominican Republic, Ecuador, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Peru, 
even Mexico, it wasn't until 2021 that they made abortions legal. Now, they did exist to some extent under some very, very strict guidelines. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I think the Democrats think that this is really going to bolster their votes. But all these people pulling across your borders are very family oriented. A lot of them are coming with their families intact and making these incredible travels and facing all kinds of dangers along the way to come into the United States, the United States, which is supposed to be the most oppressive country in the world. If you talk to anybody, a progressive or somebody on the left back on abortion. So You've got a lot of people pouring in here who come from cultures that are very much against abortion. So I typically am not going to go out of my way to give a heads up to anybody on the left. But you might want to consider that there's a lot of people in our country, billions, that will probably at some point in time, if they're not already voting in our elections, will have a strong say. And it's not likely that they're going to abandon those strong family ties and their respect for life. Not only that, I don't know if this will ring a bell, but I think it was called the Lacey and Connor Law. That was that very infamous uh, murder. What's the name? Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson murdered his wife. I think it was on a Christmas Eve. Supposedly went fishing and he killed his wife, pregnant, just about full term. Dumped her body into the water and later the fetus comes ashore followed by the body of the mother sometime later. So at some point in time, the fetus, I don't want to, well, I don't know what term to use, dislodged, she didn't give birth, but floated ashore separate from the mother. Scott Peterson was charged in murder in both cases. And like I said before, there's been several cases where a drunk driver not trying to kill anybody, but the mother was pregnant and the child either died or had serious injuries and the, a lot of times they are held accountable for that it's at the discretion of the prosecutor so when it comes to abortion i think uh, i would ask those on the left to appreciate existing laws laws that have been in place because the supreme court ruling in 1973 famously known as roe versus wade has only been around about 40 or 50 years. We've got ancient laws that go past how old this country is regarding the rights of the unborn. I don't know. Not that it has anything to do with law, rule of law, or anything in the Constitution, but don't you find it odd that any time that there is a birth in the royal family of England doesn't even have anything to do with anybody in the United States? Man, people are already talking about names. They're organizing parties. They're celebrating, wondering whether it's going to be a boy or a girl or does the fetus choose what it wants to be? I don't know. That's a to be or not to be question. I don't know. But how is it that when there's not a political discussion that is talking about abortion, is it right or is it wrong? Is our women being put back in the stone? It, if you take that out of the equation and somebody just announces that they're pregnant, everybody's elated. Everybody is talking about the baby. What gender is it going to be? There's gender reveal. Yes, gender reveal parties. And that usually correlates with the sex of the baby, by the way. You know, the left would have you think 
that there's not history, that there's not precedence, that what they came up with 15 minutes ago is what is for real. Again, I'm not trying to establish any bad feelings with anybody on the left. These are my opinions, but you tell me where I'm wrong at. I, I have a comment section. Whenever I end in one of these shows, I think what I put in there is the floor is yours now. What you got? I would love to hear what you got, but you would have to admit, typically when somebody says, I'm pregnant, it's usually congratulatory. Nobody treats it like it's a tumor. Nobody treats it like it's a bad diagnosis on a health condition that needs to be treated. It's usually very jubilant. It's very, I don't know, it's, uh, it's a good thing. You know, I mean, people slapped me on the back and gave me cigars when I told them that my wife was pregnant with our son. Nobody, nobody acted like it was a health concern. Of course, we're going to the doctors. We're uh, making sure that we're vitamins, that we're, getting, we're taking care of this new life that is in my wife and getting ready to come into our life. Like I said, I just, in trying to understand the left, I really can't. And I don't mean to be overdramatic when I use the example of the lynchings and the Nazis, but I know what I saw personally firsthand of a fetus that is under 20 weeks. I saw the mother, how she interacted with it, and I saw it. Cannot deny it. That was a human being. So I don't know. I don't know how you get past. I know all the questions that are asked around an abortion. Like, uh, so what are we as what what are we as a society going to do once this unwanted person comes into existence? And I would say we're already past the existence, which it might seem oversimplified, but I think there's really only one question that has to be asked here. Is that a human life or is it not? Because every human that comes into this world is going to be faced with some type of trials. Other people are going to have a harder life than others. Some people are going to be more physically fit. Some people will come into this world with sicknesses and illnesses that they will deal with their entire life. And I can give you examples of people who were just about incredibly, well, unable to walk. Uh, what was the guy's name? Stephen Hawking. A lot of people put a lot of things into Stephen Hawking. Seems like he has the answer to how the uh, universe started and anything that he could say through a computer because he had no ability to talk. He had to communicate. I think he had a straw in his mouth. He punched a keyboard. But other than that, he had no physical ability. And if you looked at him, it would be hard to imagine that he was even living. But what was obvious was that his brain was functioning and a lot of people will tell you he was an incredibly brilliant man. I personally have not read much of his works or familiar enough to comment on what I think about his uh, thoughts and his feelings but there's a bunch of intellectuals out there that think he's like the smartest man in the world. So I was also hit with this one too. I think I told you, I've told you before, I was a firefighter for over 35 years. I was at a very, very busy company for many years. It was the busiest company in a very large city. So there's, I've seen a lot. I'm not going to tell you I've seen everything. I've seen some things that I, I think you would probably think that I was lying about. But when I tell you that I have seen fetuses prior to 20 weeks, I've seen it. We came back from a call like that, and we had many talks around the table. And it might be where I've developed the sense to be able to talk to people about some very, very 
hard things where some people just get in each other's face because I'm not going to do that. I figured my statements and my thoughts are either strong enough to persuade or at least be listened to or they're not. I, I have failed in some way to express myself or maybe there's something wrong with the message. But we were talking about this very topic about abortion and another very smart, very witty firefighter yeah, I, th I think he's much smarter than he gives himself credit for. But he asked me this. He said, well, Ed, he said, if that baby is born, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, what do you mean what am I going to do about it? Is that what everything is predicated on as to what I do with somebody else's baby? And so I posed this question to him. And I must have been, I think, on my A game. You might not agree with it. But I responded to him very quickly because... He and I have been on many life-saving interventions into people's lives that were not the best people of society. Sometimes they had just shot and killed somebody. Some of them were known to be known robbers and thieves and not the, not the best that we have to offer in our society. But yet, when we responded to them, we did everything that we would have done for anybody else in trying to save their lives. And many times, I have to be honest with you, I'm thinking, man, I might have just saved somebody's life that's either going to break into my truck, break into my house, or worse yet, he might even kill me. But it was not my job at that time, once we saved that person, to decide what was going to happen to them afterwards. So in the case of a full-grown man or a full-grown woman, I think a lot of that onus comes towards them. What are they going to do once God just gave them another second chance or whatever? How about the unborn child that, well, he's innocent. He's never stolen anything. He's never committed a crime, never murdered anybody. To be posed with that question of what am I going to do after we save somebody's life? Well, I, I don't have much for that. I'm not going to say there's not a possible situation where I might not want to I see a situation where I might want to involve myself a little bit more, be quite honest with you, and I never adopted anybody that I saved or did a life-saving uh, intervention on. And I did have some people that I interacted with and served in the community that I would follow up with, see how were they were doing. And of course, I would tell the community if they uh, needed anything, let me know. Not to everyone, but there were special cases where I did that. But no, I, I never felt like I had to take on the financial and personal responsibility of anybody I saved. So to me, if you whether you agree or not, it's really two different things. Does a person deserve life? Now, that's something that is in the Constitution, the ability to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. And I would have to say anybody would say that the highest priority in those three would be life. Life without liberty, is it worth it? I probably don't think so. But I think you understand the nuances in which I'm presenting this to. Your liberty at a certain point would probably not be the intervention of somebody's life. Your ability to take a luxury vacation that might be due to somebody else having to die for that, I don't think that uh, that would be right. I think most people would agree that that's an imbalance. So out of those three, you're, you're guaranteed those. And, you know couple other thoughts about the autonomy of the fetus that has been recognized throughout ancient law. And if you're a Christian in scripture, I know it's not popular to bring that up in uh, the United States anymore. So I'll, I'll put that out there to the Christian for those people who believe in that invisible man in the sky and think that there's something bigger 
and more powerful than they do, which I'm a part of that crowd. That's uh, that's more directed at you. If you're if you don't if you're an atheist and you don't believe that, I really don't have anything for you. I will uh, tell you that I do sincerely wish that you would enter, at least entertain the thought of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. But if you have totally denied that, the Savior is totally cool with that. He offers it to you very freely. It is up to, for you to either accept or deny. So anything that I'm making a reference to as far as Christianity is more directed towards a Christian. I believe that every knee shall bow one day, whether you recognize it or not. But in the United States of America, you are free to totally reject Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, although he probably is heartbroken about it, has given you that ability to do so. So those are my thoughts on abortion. Really, there's kind of two things mixed in there that I really didn't stress on, the, the mob mentality. Do you really want to live in a society where the decision is going to be made by how many people can yell enough, be violent enough to take away possibly your freedoms and liberties? Make You know, you might think that you're disconnected from this story in some shape, form, or manner, but once you start supporting the mob, whether it be a lynch mob or whatever kind of mob, those mobs that are outside of those Supreme Court justices' house trying to get what they want and what they think. You know, if that's what we've come to, people, we can save a lot of money right now. Today, we can just do away with the Supreme Court. Why would we pay those salaries? Why would we go through those long, arduous court proceedings to get a decision on something when we can just go back to things like I just shared with you, that very disturbing scene that I saw in Fort Lauderdale. I'm not even asking you to go look at a lynching picture, but they're on the internet. You can go. The one that I'm talking about, I looked at several, but the one I was looking at was in Fort Lauderdale. It was like in the 1930s. And supposedly a white woman said a black sharecropper hurt her hands with a her hands and her arms with a pen knife. I'd love to see what kind of injuries she showed the uh, law enforcement for them to go pick up this black man who said that he was innocent. I have no idea what occurred. What I can tell you is that man had every right to due process. He was in custody of law enforcement. And as the story goes, a mob overtook the deputies and uh, took the gentleman to a tree where they promptly lynched him and raised his body up. And again, the, the, what just struck me was the absolute injustice of it all and the look on those people that were around. I, I've got to believe for my own sanity that there were some decent people not in that picture. Maybe they were scared to death. They just saw what the, what the lynch mob could do. So I understand their fear. I get it. What I'm trying to tell you today is that we have lynch mobs roving our streets. Are we going to succumb to that? Are we going to forget our history, which I hope and I pray to God that we have learned from? Because, let me say it again, because it deserves to be said, and I won't say it right, but I'll paraphrase it. You're probably sick of hearing it. But those who fail to know their history are doomed to repeat it again. I don't want to go backwards, folks. We've come a long way. When Samuel Alito is telling you that it's not in the Constitution, you know, rather than sit there and get pitchforks up and get all mad and 
want to burn somebody's house down or like Chuck Schumer. I don't know what Chuck Schumer, he's a senator of the United States of America and he's leveling threats. They sound violent. They sound like he wants to hurt them towards our Supreme Court justices. That's, that's getting into the mob mentality. That's not appealing to our civil law or our codes. If it's gotten that bad, the only alternative is, is that we burn the place down and we start a new or we don't start a new. Somebody comes in here and they pick up the pieces and we'll be under their rule and their law. For those of you on the left, it, you know, abortions around the world are not popular. I guess you could make the argument that that's why people come here to be free. I guess we'll see because overwhelmingly the people that are pouring over our border right now as they start to vote. You may come to find out that they are very pro-family, that they don't hold the same values that you do concerning personal life. But anyhow, however this goes, and I expect that it's going to be remanded to the states to regulate as they see fit. So in the meantime, people, I would recommend that you do like I do. I am constantly trying to not only understand this world that I live in, I'm, co I'm constantly challenging myself and why do I hold the views that I hold? That's why I'm not scared to talk to other people or expose myself to people of other views. I think it's very healthy. And you may come to find out that you are holding some views that are, are not right. There is a way to control unwanted pregnancies. You know, it's incredible. You've got a large part of our population that completely understands that if you wear a mask and you keep appropriate distance from somebody, you won't catch a cold. I would tell you, you could use the same procedures to not have an unwanted pregnancy. Use contraception, birth control pills, and social distancing is always very effective. So with that being said, I thank you for letting me speak. It is, it is a wonderful privilege to be, live in a country where you can still speak your mind and share your thoughts and your feelings in a civil setting. And uh, let's continue to pray for our leaders. Let's pray for the Supreme Court justices. Let's pray for the President of the United States. And let's pray for its people. With that being said, I will do as I always do, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum. I pray for blessings upon your house. I pray for your health. Look forward to uh, talking to you again on Over and Under, out like a scout. Bye.